is Process Piece, conversations about the work behind the work with diverse artists from all over the globe. My name is Ruby Josephine Smith, and not only am I the creator and host of this podcast, I am a choreographer and contemporary dance artist based in Tangier, Morocco. This is a podcast in process about process. I am not only fascinated by the creative process itself, but how to have better and more meaningful conversations about it. Join me in digging deep into what it is that drives a person to make art. Happy 2020, everyone. I don't know if I'll ever get used to saying that. It'll probably take some time. But welcome to a new year of this podcast. I'm so happy to have you here once again and really looking forward to diving into all of the conversations and inspiration that hopefully we're going to be getting this year. This is going to be a bit of a self-reflective episode. I decided to start with a solo episode just to talk a little bit about the process of making this podcast this past year and the progression of how it's gone so far. So having started last April with zero podcasting experience to my name, I'm pretty grateful and proud of how far I've come already but I also realize I still have a lot more to learn. So I'm going to be getting into all of that today, um, kind of the lessons learned and also how I hope this podcast will go going forward. You might have noticed also that there is a new part of the tagline, I guess you could call it, uh, that really should have been there from the beginning, and it is a podcast in process about process. I guess you could say this whole thing is multidimensional because while discussing the creative process with artists and getting inspired by their stories, I am also always in the midst of studying the process of having a conversation in itself. Is that complicated? I think it's just complicated enough to be interesting. So for this more brief, hopefully more brief, episode today, I'm going to share pretty openly what the process of making this podcast has looked like so far, organizing it in a very simple way. Uh, so we'll start from the beginning, how I got started, uh, kind of the middle, what I've been learning along the way, and then the future of this podcast and how I hope it grows and continues to expand in the coming year. I also got a couple questions through Instagram, the at process piece Instagram, which will be addressed within these stages. And at the end of the episode, I will also share some of the major lessons I have learned already with podcasting and conversations, and also lessons I've taken away from my own creative process from the artists that I've been talking to. Because I feel like the end of the last year and the beginning of the new year is also a lot about gratitude and showing appreciation for what we have in our lives and what's coming ahead, I'm also sharing at the end of the episode some ways that if you've been loving Process Peace, you can show your appreciation to this very podcast. So listen until the end or just head over to the show notes to find the different ways that you can support Process Peace. Let's begin at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Um... Yeah, sorry about that. I'm a huge Sound of Music fan that just popped into my head. Anyway, let's start at the beginning. Uh, so how did I get started with this podcast? That was actually a question that was asked of me on Instagram, and I am very happy to share a little bit about what sparked this whole thing. So I don't think that you have to have all of the best high-end materials in order to start to create something. Art and podcasts, for that matter, can be made with the bare minimum. However, sometimes a little bit of material investment can be a good incentive to start something. So getting my mic last year was actually that incentive for me because I had been talking about beginning a podcast for way too long and I actually went through multiple different concepts. I was originally going to maybe do a travel podcast since I'm living abroad and know a lot of other people living abroad. But 
that's, you know, I may not be living abroad for my entire life and Tangier is really becoming home. It's not really a travel lifestyle anymore. So I realized that the main thing that I love to talk about and I never tire of talking about is the creative process. And I always love to connect with artists on this theme. So having that mic and having that topic was really what started the whole ball rolling. I started by conceptualizing the details of it and writing some copy to define more the terms and the tangibles of what I was trying to do. And then I began to reach out to artists, which was of course the most nerve wracking part, but I really started with artists that I knew personally, friends or friends of friends that I was pretty sure would say yes. Um, I think it's good to start with something or some people that you know, if you are gonna start an interview podcast, uh, just to kind of boost your confidence a little bit and make you more comfortable in those first interviews. Um, at the same time as I was reaching out to artists, I was also studying um, some of my other favorite interview podcasts and reading quite obsessively about the art of conversation and listening and all of those things. I think I was almost over-prepared and over-researched because looking back, I was definitely in my head a lot in the beginning, worrying about saying um too much, worrying about talking about myself too much, which seems to be a common complaint on uh, a lot of other podcasts. But honestly, I think you should bring yourself to the table, but that's something I talk about later. And I was just really trying extra hard to be the best listener possible when, in fact, to be a good listener, it's better if you're not trying with excessive desperation. However, I, I really learned from listening back and the editing process pretty quickly because hearing your own voice over and over is a major wake-up call. So to move into kind of the middle section, uh, the growth and getting deeper into the process of learning with this podcast, I began to develop a rhythm of conducting these conversations, which I suppose is a natural part of any creative process, you know, finding rhythms and rituals that enhance your creative state. Someone asked me actually about interview prep specifically, so I thought I'd share a little bit about the routine I've developed for that so far, knowing it could well change and evolve over time. So the first thing I do when I'm prepping for an interview is I always do quite a bit of research on the person that I'm interviewing. Not everyone does this. Even some of my favorite podcasts have said that they don't. Um, I really love the one part podcast with Jessica Mernan and she specifically says she doesn't do research on her interviewees because she likes to freshly introduce all of the aspects of them to their audience. But since I'm trying to go in depth into process as soon as possible with this person, I find it helpful to know as much as possible about what is already out there about their work and maybe some fun interesting facts to dig into further as well. After familiarizing myself more with their work, I start to construct questions and topics that I know I want to dig into with them. Often I ask myself, what about this person or their work makes me truly curious? From there I formulate a list of possible questions, often in some sort of flow for the interview that I think could work. However, the lesson that I've been learning along the way is that even though I have these questions in front of me during the interview, I rarely need to look at them. Often the conversation naturally flows in ways that are out of order, but even more interesting than I could have expected. I've learned to use these questions just as guidelines or as a jumping point if my mind happens to go totally blank, because that happens to the best of us. I think this whole method of preparation makes so much sense for me because similar to how I prepare choreographed pieces, I like to have a pretty equal balance of structure and set movement with improvisation fluidity. Likewise, I think it's very important to balance that in conversation. So the amazing thing that began to happen with time in this podcast is that every time I would launch into conversation with the other artist, I would feel this enveloping sense of being in a bubble together, immersed in the world of deep conversation and connection. 
Getting further into that state is really how I've been trying to measure the growth of this process, not by numbers and metrics, but by the depth and quality of what is shared between us and then shared with all of you. So talking about growth, let's move into the future stage of what I'm talking about here. So the future of process piece. I want to get into a little bit more thematic conversation, so conversations with an artist circling around a specific theme in the creative process and less maybe their general process, um, still having some general conversations, but sometimes maybe picking one very specific topic and digging further into that. And another thing that I always, always, always want to focus on in this podcast is diversity of people, of mediums, of backgrounds, and of places, because uh, I haven't really found any other podcasts out there. Please tell me if they are, by the way, but I haven't really found any others that focus on international artists. You know, often it's just artists from a specific country or region where that host is, and I'd really like to make the international aspect of this podcast uh, a main focus of it. And in general with that, just think bigger and more expansively now that I've established a base. Not to say that I'm not learning anymore from this process, because I definitely am. I guess I'm still defining the details of what this growth will look like, all of that was maybe a little bit vague. And I always just want it to be about so much more than numbers, but rest assured I'm bringing you all along with me every step of the way. I should also mention that something very exciting is happening in my dance life. I'm developing a solo at the moment, and while I'm going to wait until it's a little bit further along to really share a lot about it, because, you know, sometimes the process needs to be insulated to not too transparent, I can tell you that there is a relationship between my solo and this very podcast. In terms of more technical things coming up this year, I actually mentioned it in last year's final episode that I realized through the growth of this process that doing this podcast in seasons is not very sustainable and honestly not very fun for me. So instead this year, you'll be getting episodes on an ongoing basis, hopefully, every other Friday instead of every single week. I'm hoping that that way it'll give you a little bit more time to catch up with the conversations if you're behind and also give me a little bit more time to make each episode as quality as possible because quality over quantity has always rang very true for me. So not next week, but in two weeks, I have a very exciting conversation coming up with a dear friend of mine. I'll be sharing more information on that very soon. I think that about summarizes pretty briefly where I'm at with the podcast and where it has come so far. So let's launch into the second half of this episode, which is the main lessons that I have learned through this process so far that I'd like to share with you. So there are three major ones, and the first is directly related to conversations in general. And that lesson is active listening does not mean excluding yourself. I've been doing a lot of research around conversations, and of course part of conversations is listening. And like I said before, I think I almost did too much because I was so stressed about listening in the beginning. And I thought that listening meant I shouldn't talk too much about myself, which, which is true. You don't want to bring your entire ego to a conversation. But bringing your whole real self to the table is always an important thing to do. So it's you're holding space for the other person, but if you are personally an empty shell that's not bringing anything, you can't really hold space with that. So I've learned to be more full and present in my body and my mind while conversing with others. And this applies way outside of just the podcast conversations. And it is now something I try to actively practice when having deep conversations with anyone in my life. 
Being a present listener matters and makes you a better artist because you're listening and responding to the world around you. And it really makes you a better friend and partner. So to be an active listener, bring your whole self to the table. That is lesson number one. The second lesson that I wanted to share with you all is that everyone's creative process is so different and works for each individual. There are all these books out there lately of creative advice, creative business advice, creative process advice. And honestly, I'm getting kind of tired of it because what works for one person really won't necessarily work for another. Some people are morning people, some people are night people, some people can hustle and work nonstop for 10 hours straight. Well, that's a little excessive, but you know, a long period of time. And some people can maybe work for two hours a day and then they burn out and need some rest. It's really different for each person. For example, I know that I struggle with consistency. I work so much better in cycles and periods of highs and lows. And I don't mean lows negatively. Um, Sometimes the lows are just needed downtime to recharge and distance yourself and reassess the whole process. I've had this validated and confirmed by other artists who experience similar shifts in seasons, such as Anne Butera, who talks directly about how the seasons affect the cycles of her creative work. But I've also talked to other artists who really are go-getters and never stop working, like Vinnie Balbo, who seems like he's constantly creating something new every single hour. So it's really great to hear such a diversity of perspectives about these artists because it just teaches you that what works for you may not work for others and you don't always have to take everyone's advice. The third and final lesson that I'll share with you for today is that no artist has it all figured out, no matter how successful they may seem. We are all truly in this together and from my experience so far, most artists are eager to form new connections and collaborations with others. We all want to feel like more of a community, both globally and locally, and I've been amazed at how easy it has been to reach out to artists for these conversations. I'm incredibly grateful for the generous responses and conversations that they have all been willing to share with me. So don't be afraid to reach out to someone you admire, whether you have a podcast or not. People really like being told that their work is appreciated and often love to discuss it and love to exchange. So reach out to those artists that you love because everyone is really on their own path. So to wrap everything up and end on a note of appreciation, not to self-promote too much, but if you've been appreciating this podcast or my work in general, there are several ways to show that appreciation if you have not already. The first is simple, share the podcast. Send your favorite episode to a friend, share a screenshot on Instagram and tag me, make a post on Facebook to spread the artistic inspiration. That's really the best way to get the word out there and help this baby podcast grow in the coming year. The second best way would be to leave a lovely review on iTunes or give it five stars over there. iTunes has some crazy algorithm thing that I don't totally understand, but I believe that the more five-star ratings and positive reviews it has, the more reach it gets. The last main way you can support this podcast is something totally new and a little bit nerve-wracking for me, but I've decided that this is the year to go for it and grow. You can now buy me a coffee. Not literally. Uh, There's this amazing platform called buymeacoffee.com that helps to support artists. So there you are able to give a pledge of support for the work that I provide through this podcast and other platforms. For the moment, this is set up as a support for the current work that I'm doing, namely this podcast and my newsletter, The Sunday Pancake, so that I can sustain it and make it better and better with time and more resources. In the future, maybe though, I'll be creating extra special bonuses or extra special content for people who have pledged already or subscribed. Maybe even merchandise. We'll just see where the year takes us. 
You can find a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page at buymeacoffee.com slash reviewjoe, or there will be a link directly in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening to this introduction episode for the year. As always, if you would like to listen to other episodes of this podcast, maybe go back if you missed a couple, you can go to rubyjosephine.com under the podcast tab to check it all out, or on iTunes, Spotify, or any other Apple podcast platform. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram at processpiece, or Facebook, it's also at process piece. Thank you so much to Cooper Lee Smith for creating the amazing music for this podcast that I never get tired of. And thank you all so much for listening and supporting this work and project. I am thrilled to have you here. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your new year. Mm